Hi everybody and welcome to the Junction Church Podcast. We pray that this message inspires and encourages you. If you would like to find out any more information about us, then please visit our website at www.thejunctionchurch.com. Thank you for listening. And uh, so this morning we're going to celebrate on uh, with you uh, just working out and discovering together what it really means to have Jesus Christ living in our life. And you know, I, I, um, I love Easter. I love the time of year. There's something about the, the whole atmosphere. I was thinking um, as I was out walking the dog this morning, the beautiful sunshine, a cold, bitter wind at the same time. And uh, which actually, you know what? I like it cold and sunny. Who likes it cold and sunny? I kind of feel like it's, yeah, we're good. We live in Scotland, don't we? If you don't like it cold and sunny, you live in the wrong place. <laughs> and uh, but I love it cold and sunny. And it kind of feels like the thing about Easter and cold and sunny is it, it's right. It's the right time of year. There's nothing worse than, than getting to this time of year and it's 25 degrees. Because when it's 25 degrees at this time of year, you know that the rest of the year is ruined. <laughs> Because the whole weather system's upside down. <laughs> and uh, so, so I'm enjoying this. I'm, enjoy- I'm expecting lots of rain in April. And then I know that in, in May it's going to warm up and it's going to be an amazing summer. So, uh, a proper summer. Yeah, we get one every 10 years. <laughs> Turn with me, will you, to 1 John chapter 4. And verse 7, we're going to read from the New King James Bible, 1 John chapter 4 and verse 7. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. In this, the love of God was manifested towards us, that God sent His only begotten Son into the world that we might live through him. In this is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Turn to someone and say propitiation, but don't spit on them. (laughs) Who lost their teeth in the process? Propitiation, it's very good. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God abides in us and his love has been perfected. His love has been perfected in us. Do you know, um, when Cheryl and I were first married, we used to, a holiday time uh, for us, as many of you will know, uh, was um, camping. Uh, and down in the West, West Country, who used to do the summer holidays camping? That was a, a kind of a thing. And uh, so we would um, pack up the car. We had a little Ford Fiesta, green Ford Fiesta called Fifi. And uh, we would pack up um, Fifi and uh, we'd pack it up and we would um, load up the car and, and drive off down to, the, down to Devon uh, where we would go camping for our holidays. Well, um, after Heidi was born... Um, Little Fifi couldn't quite handle all of the contents because when you have a baby, as all of the first-time parents here understand, you need 
like another house to tow down the road. With all this stuff, it is ridiculous. You've got a child this big, and then you've got a pram this big, and you've got a bag this big, and you need a motorhome full of nappies for all the crapping they're going to do. And, and just the whole process, it's like... And so there we are, um, one um, early in the evening. We were going to set off early the next morning. And I'm loading Fifi the car up with all of the stuff. And I'm beginning to realize this is not going to go in. We've got the tent. We've got the, all of the camping equipment. We've got everything there. And I'm looking at it thinking, because I'm pretty good at loading cars and loading vans. I used to do that as part of my business furniture. Um, I had a furniture making business and, and one of the things we had to do was do the deliveries and sometimes you had a big van and it was jammed to the back you've got to work out how to get as much in it as you possibly could and so I know how to pack a car but this car was not going to take everything that we had to do so I uh, phoned my brother and uh, he had uh, a Renault Estate with a tow bar and a trailer and uh, he just popped over gave me his car and took back uh, the, the Fiesta and uh, so we loaded it up, and it was a great journey down. The car is fully loaded, the trailer is fully loaded, and it was a nice, comfortable drive. And it was just like this sort of awesome moment. But when we got down there, I'm now driving around in a very large car with a tow bar, and I'm used to a little small car, and I forgot about the extra foot of car at the back and the tow bar. And uh, so we got into this town, this small Devon town, a reverse, parallel reverse into this parking space. Without thinking, I reversed in, stopped. Cheryl and I sort of started chatting away, started thinking about what we're going to do, where we're going to go. And suddenly, this man appeared at the window. This red-faced man. I've never seen anyone so livid, so angry in all my life. And he was so angry, his arms were rigid. You know, like when you're outside and you're cold. And people, when they're cold, they run around like this, don't they? I don't know why. But anyway, so, so he was like this. And his arms were rigid. And he was just livid. And he was raging. I have no idea what he's going on about. He's just raging. And then he would sort of boil over a bit. And, and then he would rage again. And eventually I wind the window down. <laughs> and uh, I discover that what I've done is actually just um, reversed into his car a little bit. And I'd cracked the number plate. <laughs> I know. It's like, but in his mind... This was an insurance claim. It was court action. It was like, it was, it was the worst thing. It was like, and, and I'm standing there, and I'm doing my best, because he's obviously considering this is very serious. I'm looking, I'm doing my best not to laugh at him. It's a number plate. And I went, how much is a number plate? And he went, I don't know, 10 pounds? I'll tell you what, I'll go to the cash machine and get you 10 pounds. And I go to the cashier, I get him 10 pounds, and I give it. And here is a man from rage to meek as a lamb. <laughs> In an instant moment, it's like I had just given him, it was like all of his anger taken away because I paid for what he needed. Covered the cost. Probably in, in early 90s, it was probably less than a tenner, but it was like that was it, the cost was covered. And he was happy. And he went away a happy man. The suddenly that deferred, he was like, he wanted to take me to court. And, and all, all I had to do was just make the right offering. Now, in my internal, all I wanted to do was poke him in the eyes. But <laughs> it wouldn't achieve anything. It wouldn't get the result. 
And this is the amazing thing about the love of God that was shown to us that it says in verse 10, it says, in this is love. You want to, people ask, what is love? This is love. The Bible says in verse 10, it says, not that we loved God, but that He loved us and sent His Son to be the propitiation for our sins, or literally the offering that satisfies the price, the cost. It's the offering that does the job. It's the significant offering. It's an offering that makes the difference. And here's the thing, that God's love is so complete that He made an offering sufficient to cover all of our sins. The whole world's wrongdoing from the... From the beginning to the end of time, God created, God gave His life that we might have eternal life in Him. Amen? And and here's the thing about this offering. When you make an offering, it changes everything. So when Christ gave the offering, it changed everything. See, the thing about offerings is the power in which they change things. It's Things are changed. How many times... Gentlemen, have you bought your wife's flowers? The offering changes the atmosphere of the house. (laughs) Now, some of you probably are only buying flowers for your wife when you're in trouble. But that's that's not smart because the moment she sees the flowers, she knows you've done something wrong, right? I kind of feel like... I kind of feel like if I buy flowers for my wife at odd moments in time... I feel like I'm building up a level of credit from which I can draw. Because I know there will be moments when I forget what I'm supposed to be doing in the house, like walking across the carpet in my muddy boots, because I was outside and I walked inside. I know I'm not allowed to, but I didn't think about it. And clonk, 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 and then I walk away. And then she comes in. Who walked in the house with muddy boots? Boaz? (laughs) They look like dog prints to me. <laughs> and, so, and so flowers make an offering which changes the atmosphere in your home. But here's the thing. There is an amazing, it's amazing how gifts that you give change the person who received them and changes the person who gave them and changes for everyone the people around them. For instance, Mother's Day. Mother's Day is awesome. It's much better than Father's Day. Father's Day, you get new T-shirts, socks, pants, that kind of stuff, right? But Mother's Day is awesome because not only do we get Father's Day, but we get Mother's Day. And on Mother's Day, the mothers get chocolates, and we receive the benefit of that. (laughs) Because they can't eat all the chocolate, and because they're lovely lady wives, there's a, there's a point when they've had their fill. And like dogs that receive the crumbs that fall from the master's table, we also are able to receive. Sometimes, of course, we have to take when they're not looking. But, but there are chocolates in the house. In other words, there is a benefit from the gift from everyone. And so once gifts start to flow, everyone is benefiting from the gift that flows. And here's the thing about the gift that Jesus Christ gave. He gave a gift that changes everything 
and in everything we are benefiting from it. After my father died, could you just grab my bag um, in yeah, Hang on, yeah, open it up. Excuse me, little prize. <laughs> um, after my father died, um, I inherited his bureau. And inside the bureau was all sorts of little things that my dad had that wasn't particularly, I mean, all the important papers, etc., had been taken out. Um, as my brother was the executor of the will, and they'd gone through all of that stuff. But in it was just bits and pieces. And so when I got it, I got that and all the junky bits, which is kind of special because even though you've got like an old battery that was never thrown away, why do we do that? Why, <laughs> why do we always keep the battery that's flat? Put it in there. Oh, it's a flat battery. I'll just put that in the drawer for another 20 years. And... and when I was going through the things, these are the things that were my father's. And so I'm going through these little things, and I found this little stick note. It was actually written, my father had written on an Avery sticky label. You know those little sticky labels? I haven't seen them for years, but we used to use them. And, and he'd written on an Avery sticky label, but he hadn't stuck it to anything. And it simply is this, and I've got it stuck in my Bible, and he had just simply written Psalm 68, 19. And it's one of those that I think to myself, why did, he, why did he write it? What was so special about Psalm 68, 19? And here it is. It's Psalm 68, 19 says this. It said, Blessed be the Lord who daily loads us up with benefit, the God of our salvation. You know, we are daily loaded. That word loaded literally is, is, is more at home to be used in a sentence, they loaded the donkeys with, with the things that they were going to carry. It's that, that sense of being loaded, being burdened upon. And here it says that God daily loads us with the benefits of salvation. See, the gift that Jesus gave is giving us benefits on a daily basis. It's amazing how when a gift is given that it begins to change everything around us. It says in, the, um, in uh, 1 John chapter 4 again, verse 11, let me read this to you. It says, Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God abides in us and His love has been perfected in us. You see, the benefit that flows from God's gift is the love that we are able to express one to another. And we, we, we say this love, or, you know, it, we're not talking about that love that you would have for your husband or your wife or for your children. We're talking about the love that flows out to all people for the sake that Christ has done something for us that enables us to love them anyway. Because the natural man doesn't naturally love everybody. Welcome. The The natural man doesn't naturally love everybody. And that's the natural process of, of mankind. It's a natural process actually of I don't think animals experience love in the same way, but they did a study of sheep and discovered that, that sheep have their best friends 
and they will stick with them and they have other sheep that they don't like. And they, they, did, they did this, um, this scientific test. A scientist, it must be cool being a scientist. Let's find out who sheep like. And, uh, and they discover that. And, and let's face it, the Bible calls us sheep. We are very much like sheep. And we stick with people we like and avoid those we don't. But what happens with the love of God is the benefits of the love of God is enables us to love all people because we are able to break the boundaries of hatred, anger and fear. We live in a world, we've seen it this week, of hatred, anger and fear operating at such extraordinary levels. And then what happens is that people respond with further hatred, anger, and more fear. But the answer for this world is the love of Jesus Christ that forgives all people, that sets all people free. Love accepts all men. Love draws all men in and brings them to a place. You know that it's the love of God that enables someone to find repentance. It's the love of God that finds, enables us to find the presence of God. And so what happens is that the benefit of salvation, the benefit is this flow of love that responds um, out of our heart. For we are constantly living in the benefit. What is the benefit? The ability to receive and the ability to give love. I was Yesterday morning, when I was doing my quiet time on Facebook... I found this story on FUBA. It's called FUBA. I don't know how many of you follow FUBA. It's an it's a Aberdeen local news sort of thing. And this story came up. It said, last Wednesday, my bike got punctured on the way to work. So I locked it up outside Queen's Cross Church and walked the rest of the way to the hospital. When I came to pick it up the next day, the bike was fine. No flat tire at all. A little confused, I convinced myself I'd imagined the puncture. This week, I found a note in one of my gloves that I'd left in my bike basket. It's not magic. It's bicycle repairman. And and so bicycle repairman had come past. Do you know what I think is really funny, right? Metropolis gets Superman, right? Aberdeen gets bicycle repairman. So... It's not going to make Marvel Comics, but <laughs> nonetheless, a superhero <laughs> who, who rides around looking for flat, punctured tires. Oh, there is somebody I can help. Are you running around with a... Who rides around with a puncture repair kit? <laughs> Bicycle repair man. Da, da, da. <laughs> but Bicycle Repair Man gave a gift which changed everything for this man. It changed his ability to get around. It changed his ability to get to work. And it's simply a gift that changes. It was a gift sufficient to improve that man's life. Christ gave a gift sufficient. 
for the wholeness of your life. Now, I meet a lot of Christians who come to me with the experience of believing and feeling they are broken. There are many moments in our own life when we believe and we feel that we are broken. How many of you know what I'm talking about? We experience a brokenness. But Jesus Christ, when He gave His life for us, and we accepted Him as our Lord and Savior, the Bible says we have been made new, not old. So if the Bible says, I'm new, but I feel old, then something is wrong. Either the Bible is wrong or I'm wrong. I want you to know you are not broken. You can feel broken, but the reason why we can prove that you're not broken is even in your utter brokenness, you can get a hold of Jesus Christ in a moment and experience His grace and be restored. It is only a feeling, it is not a fact because Christ has restored the fullness of who you're called to be. You have been restored fully. The benefits of the gift are flowing in your life. We can access Christ at any time. We can feel bad. We can feel rotten because the gift keeps on giving. That is the power of a gift that keeps changing people's lives. The gift keeps on giving. That is the benefit of the, of the life that we have in Jesus Christ. You know, there are words... The words that Christ has spoken over us are words of life. The gift changed our relationship with God. And you know, it says in Romans chapter 5 and verse 10, it says this, Romans chapter 5 and verse 10, For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of His Son, much more, everyone say much more, Much more, having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. I love Romans chapter 5 because it reads like a Reader's Digest sales promotion. It's like, you know those those kind of sales promotions you used to get through the post and they would come and they would have like, you can buy this hand leather suitcase, but if you buy it today... You get the hand leather suitcase, but not only that, you also get, and then it gives you a list of descriptions. You get a leather wallet and a belt. And not only that, you also get a brand new house and a car. (laughs) And not only that, and it just goes on and on and on. They they tell you you're going to get a suitcase, but in the end, you get half the country. (laughs) And Romans chapter 5 gives this extraordinary description of the fullness of the work of Christ. That when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God. You see, we have to understand, even in the midst of our brokenness, the feeling of our brokenness, because that feeling is genuine, the experience is genuine, the work, that the struggles you go through is genuine, all of those things are genuine. But what is more genuine than your flesh experience is what Jesus Christ accomplished upon the cross and your relationship with Him in the heavenly places. What is more genuine is that when you were an enemy of God, you were reconciled. And if now you were reconciled, much more, much more, the gift keeps on giving. Much 
more, much more, we shall be reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. You know, Cheryl was telling me about a program she watched recently called The Billionaire Shopper. And um, this is a woman who shops for billionaires. And because billionaires are so busy making their billions, they can't shop. They don't have the time. So you have to employ a shopper. And uh, I never saw the program, but basically this, this woman was employed by a Russian billionaire to buy um, some presents for her boyfriend. And she was going to go and buy a Savile Row suit, but they were not just going to buy a suit that was made, tailored-made. They were going to make the cloth to make the suit. But they decided, because she's a billionaire, and probably because she's showing off on TV, they decided to put gold thread and platinum thread through the cloth. And so what started out as a few thousand, or a few hundred pounds, goes to a few thousand pounds, to goes to a few ten thousand pounds, goes to a few hundred thousand pounds. In the end, he got three suits for eight hundred thousand pounds. Pounds, three suits, eight hundred. You can imagine putting on the suit and then going, No one touch me. I can't go outside. Eight hundred thousand pounds for us for three suits. That's a lot of dosh, isn't it? But you know, how much more is the size of the gift? Because we think of gifts that kind of we just look at that and go, that's just vulgar. Don't we? We just get we go. It's vulgar. It's like, but at the end of the day, right? I think of it like this: it's her money, and it's good she's spending it. Because if she wasn't spending it, no one would be benefiting from it. It'd be in her bank account. And now she spent eight hundred thousand pounds on three stupid suits. That's gone through several people's wages have been paid, and then they pay their mortgages, and they've bought their food, and everybody's happy because she bought three suits. <laughs> A lot of people are happy because you bought three suits. Well, I want you to know when Christ gave an offering, it was so vastly huge. The benefits are flowing out and everyone is benefiting from the size of the gift that he gave. You know, Jesus Christ has accomplished for us more sufficient than anything that we can possibly think or imagine. We have been so fully restored in Him. When the brokenness starts to hit your life, when the feelings of defeat and heartache somehow get around the sorrows of your heart, understand this, you've got to look at the gift and the propitiation He gave, the offering that He gave for us. It is an offering so sufficient that you know you are made whole, you are restored and you are complete in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, Jesus Christ has done for us more than we can possibly think or imagine. And I want to encourage you this morning to consider the fullness of what he has done. Father, I thank you right now that in this house you gave an offering far more significant that we could possibly imagine far outweighs the ability of the most powerful people of this world. You gave something which changes everything. You gave a gift 
which keeps on giving. I thank you, Jesus, for what you have done for us. In your mighty name. Amen. Thanks for listening. If you have any questions or you'd like to find out contact information or service times, then don't forget to visit our website, www.junctionchurch.com.